Trubisky threw the ball 38 times. So you made 21 completions for a buck 94. Yeah, that's not a good offense. So, and then to explain to me, why did they keep trying to throw the ball to Pickens on the sidelines? He can't go over the middle and catch. He's got to catch everyone on the sidelines. No. Hey, question. Chase Claypool ran the ball six times for 36 yards. Do you think he's going to tell everybody he's a top three running back now? Why not? Look at that guy. What's that guy from Atlanta? Cordell? Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Sean was just talking about that. New England had him. And he went to Atlanta. Now look at yeah, we we showed them that little trick, and look how they're running away with it. I regret that so bad. <laughs> but I'm talking about um, Mitch Trubisky. If you want to talk about a quarterback, is he a quarterback? I'm not sure. Um, He's a guy. He, so I was looking at some of the numbers, and the interesting stat here to me was he was blitzed 12 times. Out of those 12, 12 times, times. <laughs> he made completions 25% of those times um, for 42 yards. So yikes. Um, I think it's safe to say the Patriots are going to blitz the crap out of them. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what, what are they going to get hurt by running the ball, which chase Claypool running back out? Yeah. Chase Claypool heard. Well, um, I won't be Benny Snell. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at so, all. Go ahead, Buzz. What? I was going to say, I, I don't even know who your options right now. James Conner's not there anymore, right? Yeah, he's yeah, in McFarland. He's okay. on the squad, taxi squad. Yeah. They'll bring him up. I think that's probably about it. I was trying to think about your depth chart in case not. She's not going to be back. We got Jalen Samuels, too. Same, I'd start Samuels over Snell. Snell just stinks. Yeah, what, what wasn't Samuels the, uh, the tight end fullback running back hybrid over there? Eh, I don't think he's a tight end. He's not that big. I believe nah. he was in college. He he was some quirky thing. I remember hearing in fantasy world, and that never came for fruition. You know why? Because that bit me in the ass in fantasy. <laughs> Every time. Every but time. Think, if the Steelers are smart, they'll turn the tables on the Patriots, and they'll throw their free moves all the time. Here. As long as uh, they can cover free moves. I, I, I tell you what, if uh, the Steelers just do what they do best and uh, play defense on the Patriots, you don't have to worry about anything because the Patriots will just give you the game, apparently. Well, Matt Patricia calling the plays. Uh, I'd rather him with a takeout menu. Yeah, less rocket, less science. Whatever he's doing over Does there. Does he even do anything working. with that stupid pencil behind his ear? I'm, I'm not really he's better sure. Better off with a Slim Jim. I don't know if his plan is like, you know, drawing up is dropping Mentos into Pepsi bottles, but that's what it looks like on the offense because something's blowing. I actually, <laughs> I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here and I'm going to say that it's all a misdirection and it's actually Joe Judge that's calling the offense because it looked like the 2021 New York Giants. Yeah, that, that would make sense because it looks like the Giants are actually playing offense correctly. <laughs> well, when you got your Quan Barkley getting 164 yards, I can play offense too. I see that. It's true. His ACL is just repairing right in front of our eyes. You know, that deer antler spray does miracles. Ask Ray Lewis. <laughs> Speaking of um, linebackers, TJ Watt obviously is out, Rick. But you guys still got uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. You still got Cam Hayward. Um, High Spirit, that played pretty well, too. I like- right. Our linebacker, he was good. Devin Bush may come on. Who knows? He's the number one pick. Maybe he'll play like he's supposed to. You think he is? Yeah, if he's not too busy I'm hitting people actually, in Walgreens. He made a couple good plays. I mean, he covered well. Maybe yeah. he's going to play well. Who knows? Maybe. I think Brian Flores could get the most out of him. If there's a guy on that team, that staff, I think Flo would probably get the most out of him with that linebacking group. Um, 
obviously that's his specialty right now. Anyways, um, what's your what's your prediction though? What do you think is going to happen in this game, Rick? Steelers. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. I think the Steelers will Steelers will find a way to lose because they always do. And if they can't score any because they can't score any points, here's what's going to happen: they're going to be leading twenty-one to twenty-one to seventeen. That's saying to punt the ball and the guy returning for a touchdown with like ten seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rick's bold prediction. Ten seconds left. Pump return touchdown to seal the deal. You miss Ben Roethlisberger yet? No, I'm, I'm with that. I think Ben's time was up. I think it was time. If ben would have got crushed with this offensive line. He would have had no time at all. I was amazed that you guys even made the playoffs last year. Well, it's not. We make the playoffs all the time, but our coaching stinks. I'm sorry. We got outcoached by Bilicek every single game he played us. Every single game. Well, I, he I, couldn't I, even I, beat our head coach. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe some of those, uh, you know, the headset tampering that Tomlin was claiming he was doing when he was in New England last wasn't working. The fog. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the, the, the fog games in the Falcons. Uh, you know, they're rolling out the fog machines early for October. But um, that bastard. So some of the big things I noted. You were talking about the defense, uh, Rick. Your outside linebackers, outside of T.J. Watt, even uh, Jameer Jones, uh, Chris Warmly. Your uh, defensive tackle there, uh, they, they they really showed up a lot in those games, uh, and they were uh, making a lot of stuffs. I see here. Um, looking at some of the numbers, your defense all over the place just looks good. Uh, Miles Jack, I don't know if you uh, forgot about that guy in uh, Jacksonville over there in uh, Pittsburgh town, also playing pretty well. Um, Patriots got a tall task ahead of them. Um, they really struggled been- throwing in the middle of the field, and I think with those linebacker crew. Uh, that doesn't bode well for New England because all they could do was run the ball against Miami. I think I think gonna have, they're going to have a tough time. I think I always worry about sophomore quarterbacks when they're coming their sophomore year. They tend to go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to happen to Mac Jones. He's gonna, it's a learning experience for him. Now you've got all this film on the guy. You know what he does. You know his tendencies and stuff. It's not like the first year we see a lot of them. Now they know, know it's expected what he does and what he does in certain situations. So. It's tougher the second year than the first year, I think. I would probably agree, especially when you're not sure who your offensive coordinator is. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And I think the Steelers will be starting Kenny Pickett by game four. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Why didn't they start in the first game? In preseason? That's my question. Well, I mean, that's the problem. You drafted the number one, I mean, and he showed he can do it. Mr. Trubisky was in Chicago. He was the number one draft pick. Okay. Chow got rid of him for a reason, not because he's a great quarterback, because he wasn't working. So he may not work in Pittsburgh either. He was on the Bills as a backup, but his yeah. time wasn't going to be there. Josh Allen there. Uh, Josh Allen. There's nobody, nobody replacing Josh Allen. He's good. Yeah, nobody. Um, brings me to uh, Sean. Your your prediction for the Steelers-Patriots game before we go on to the Ravens-Dolphins. What do you think is going to happen? I think there's uh, going to be a little more parody and uh, offense land over there. A lot of Bill Belichick throwing the headset on the ground again. Um, that defense is going to frustrate the Patriots. I think it's going to be them lining up six wide at some point in desperation, just trying to move the ball, get something jump started over there. Because um, if that run game does not work, they're in trouble. They're in trouble just like the Broncos as they miss their uh, kick heading into fourth quarter, losing to Geno Smith. You know, that surprises me just because didn't Geno Smith get his jaw broken by a teammate on the Jets? 
I mean, if a guy like that was talking crap to me, passing the way he does, I'd be pretty upset too. Geno Smith, imagine that. He's going to be the homecoming. He's probably going to beat Russell. Oh, they iced him. They iced him, so the kick didn't count. Oh, good. Thank goodness for uh, McManus over there. But, um, yeah, I, I really think the Patriot defense probably outside of the running game was the only thing I could write home about. And even that wasn't good. You got beat by uh, quick slants and uh, – a rickety dink and dunk quarterback. And I think, I think especially because I have not forgotten, even when he was on the bears, Mitchell Trubisky actually gave them problems. So there is potential. There's something about a quarterback rolling out of the pocket and just being a little unnerving with those inaccurate passes somehow just destroys the Patriots every time. Well, I mean, when you do lose to Mark Sanchez in the playoffs multiple times, bad things happen to your franchise down the line. I'm just saying, um, Miami Dolphins are going to be playing the Baltimore Ravens. They're flying up to Baltimore to eat some yes. crab legs and play some football. And, uh, you know, Rick, obviously, um, now that you got rid of all your Ravens memorabilia for this episode and you put all your Steelers <laughs> stuff up there, um, did you catch the Ravens game against the Jets at all? I saw part of it, not much of it, though, but I'll tell you what. The Ravens, are, the Ravens are assaulting them. They always replace everybody. They always get good picks. They always replace stuff. Their organization's run well. I'll give him credit. Lamar Jackson's better than I thought he would be. Yeah. But uh, he's in the contract here, so I think he's going to really try and produce to make big money. Well, so, um, Baltimore offered him. Yeah, it was Friday last week. Baltimore gave him a contract offer five years, about 200 mil, 133 guaranteed. He turned it down. I, see, I have a problem with all these guys all this money. I know they're good and they probably aren't deserve it. But look what happened to Dak Prescott. He's out. And they paid him all that money. So Did he ever actually show up Sunday? Sean taking oh, no. another he, L on he, his fantasy yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> That's Sean's fantasy quarterback, by the way, is Dak Prescott. Uh, my, mine's Josh Allen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, for the first time in my fantasy football history, I take a Cowboys player going, hey, he's dropping, he's falling right into my lap. Uh, you know, I'm decked out with Derrick Henry at that point, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, and I take that bum at quarterback. So now I have Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield. So if that tells you about anything, I'm in trouble this year, just like the well, Patriots. I also have Saquon Barkley. Well, I think you'll be all right, Rick. Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley. Um, I think Ravens are, you know, they played the Jets. It was supposed to be Flacco's revenge game. Jets got three points. Um, So flaccid Flacco shows up once again. But I would say (laughs) when it comes to it, um, I look at the Ravens team. They've kind of been Miami's nemesis for a long time. Last year, they were really injury-ridden. You know, they got halfway through the season and the half the roster was depleted. Um, some of their running backs had ACL tears and everything in training camp. They're a lot more complete now. Most guys are healthy. That center that they drafted this past year playing really solid on the offensive line. Jackson's throwing deep. He's being pretty accurate. He's still running when he needs to. They're a real versatile team on offense, and the defense is still pretty solid overall. Yeah, defense is still pretty tough, yeah. They got Marlon Humphreys back there, Patrick Queen as well. Uh, pretty tight front uh, front four, I would say. It, to me, you can't really measure a team when you play against the Jets or Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, Patriots team. You know, those teams just <laughs> – Sean doesn't agree. Those teams just aren't uh, 
cream of the crop, as we would say. But I will say this. I do think that this is the measuring stick game for Miami. If you can go into Baltimore, if you can beat Baltimore, I think you might have something there. I, you know, I gave a prediction that I thought New England was going to win because they gave a lot of credit to Bill Belichick. I didn't realize how bad the situation was in New England on that offensive side. But I personally think that when it comes to this game, uh, John Harbaugh is a hell of a coach. And he's got a lot of experience and he's got a tough football team. And I think this might be the game where Miami gets into a little bit of trouble because Rick, like you mentioned with the Steelers, you had how many turnovers and you got 20 points. We our offense. We got a touchdown off a fumble recovery in the end zone on defense for a touchdown. Our offense only produced 13 points. That's not enough to beat the Ravens. I was watching. Yeah. It's like going against Ravens like that. It's this is going to be Tua's defining moment, too. If Tua can beat the Ravens, he's on his way. If not, he's just an average quarterback after that. If you were if you were Tua's agent, how much money do you think you could get for him in oh, a contract year? Well, it depends where he plays. I mean, like, there's teams that need a quarterback really bad. If he goes to Houston, he can name his price. Davis Mills are pretty good, though, right? Sean, that's Sean's guy, Davis Mills. He had a good game. He had a good game because Matt Ryan stinks. I'm sorry. Matt Ryan's time is over, dude. <laughs> Matt Ryan's just holding on a little bit. That's all. Um, I mean, he has, he has the number one running back in Jonathan Taylor last year. Yeah. He has good receivers, and he couldn't score to save his butt. This is true. Meanwhile, Marcus Mariota's leading the charge with Cordero Patterson, Atlanta. I'm going to tell you, Mariota played well. I was impressed. He played well. Yeah, yeah, and that, this is why I'm telling Buzz, be quiet. That's going to be my backup quarterback real soon. Oh, yeah, Marcus <laughs> Mariota. <laughs> I'm, Sean, I'm grasping for straws. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ravens-Dolphins? So, Ravens game, uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of that. Um, that's going to be the first early measuring stick uh, for the team and, uh, you know, head coach-wise, offensively, to uh, – um, the biggest thing I think that like are, are the Dolphins who they were against the uh, Patriots defensively, are they going to sure up that defense that at times did struggle against the Patriots rushing game? Uh, they got gash. And if you guys didn't know, like, you know, Lamar Jackson, like I mean, kind of good at running the ball, but um, they do have like an interesting uh, offensive uh, mismatch. I think going there is, you know, if they get those runs going early, you know, a lot of RPO options going there, are they going to be able to open and stretch that field? Um, because I saw a lot of deep passing by uh, Lamar there, but safe to say it's against the Jets defense. So anything's possible when you're playing against the Jets. I would Here's say the so. thing about Lamar Jackson that the Steelers find out. Stop him from running. Make him pass. He's not that accurate. Yeah, yeah. let him sit in that pocket. That, that I mean, somehow the Patriots were able to accomplish that last year too. Somehow they, uh, yeah, got them off steady. I'm, I'm not really sure because their first matchup against Lamar Jackson was not pretty, not pretty at all. But yeah, if if they're able to just contain them and uh, force them to make those accurate deep passes, I think you could uh, have some opportunities there. But um, to uh. I just, I'm not sold. I'd like to see it again. Not well, sold on to it yet. Love his pat. Love, love his receivers made a lot of his passes look good. He was off target on a couple of them. Like he threw them low or too high, and his receivers were pulling them in. So he wasn't hitting them on the button or on the run a lot of times. They were pulling passes out of this way and that way. So I don't think he was all that accurate during that game. Yeah, I, I would agree on that. Um, there was actually the noticeable uh, pass attempt that I was telling Buzz earlier is, um, 
he, he yet again, he was making a pass when under duress and Tyreek Hill had to come back to the ball and outleap a larger cornerback than him just to save it from being a pick. And then there were a few other plays where he had a guy barreling down at him. And instead of, you know, just going down with the ball like a small quarterback, you know, live to fight another day, he instead shovels it forward, nearly has it picked. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he makes smarter decisions this game. You know, I don't see Tua as I, – I just don't see Tua right now any different than I did last season. I think if you would have – I mentioned this before in the postgame show – I think if you would have put Tyreek Hill on this offense last year, probably would have seen similar things. I mean, listen, Tyreek Hill is an incredible yards after catch guy. I mean, he's going to get those yards. You've seen how shifty he is. He went up and wrangled the ball out of a six foot three corner and he's what five, nine. I mean, he's up there. He's feisty. He's scrappy. He's quick. He can turn on a dime. He's got acceleration. He's got speed. I, I think you're, bound to have success in terms of your yardage as a quarterback just by getting the ball in that guy's vicinity. The only problem is um, I think the Ravens might face is the Patriots had Jalen Waddle for the most part shut down for most of that first half. It was mostly Tyreek Hill. He had six or seven catches in the first half, right before the half Jalen Waddle comes up. They switch back to Tyreek Hill and now he's free and he gets six catches for almost 80 yards and a touchdown. One of those being those catches being the touchdown 45 yard pass. He got from Tua right before the half, which changed that game a lot. So I look at it this way of if it comes down to pressure is there, if they can get pressure on our offensive line and our offensive line isn't good, it's just not good. There's a lot to clean up there. That's going to be a long day for Miami. And I don't think two is the guy that can overcome that kind of pressure. And I don't think even with Tyreek Hill throwing in the flats or short routes or anything, I still don't see how two is going to be able to get the ball to him when he's got that kind of pressure in his face. So if they can't block for him, it's going to be a long football game regardless. Yeah, I have a problem with all them quarterbacks that come from Alabama because you play for Alabama and you're throwing the ball. You could sit back or eat your lunch, have dinner and then throw it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Unless your it, name is Leatherwood. Yeah, it's easy for you to pass for over 4,500 yards when you don't have a worry in the world. Yeah. yeah They're so worried about your running game. They like, pass and so it's not existing for them. They're so worried about their running game. But their offensive line is always awesome. It is. Um, Nick Saban. Ah, connection to New England, right, Sean? If I hear another connection on national television, about, hey, if you didn't know, there's a pipeline there because they go way back. I'm like, yes, that, yeah. I want to list off to you some of the greatest quarterbacks coming out of Alabama. A.J. McCarron, (laughs) Mac Jones, Tua Tungavailoa, Jalen Hurts. The last four big quarterbacks come out of Alabama. Never heard of them. Well, (laughs) Uh, I don't well, think they're on anybody's what have they fantasy. Done? That's, that's the question. What have they done? Not on anybody's fantasy, I'll tell you that much. I hate Mac Jones had a better rookie season than pretty much all those quarterbacks have career-wise so far. I'll give him that. But if this is an indicator, his first game this year, we're in trouble. Mac's carrying the team so much, he hurt his back on Sunday. Yeah, I'd agree <laughs> with that. He had some x-rays uh after that game, and I don't, I don't really blame him getting clean clocked from his left side, but um, no, he really did hurt his back. He was carrying that team. I mean, I, I will, I, I want to say McDaniel 
if he did anything, I said kiss. He kept it simple, stupid, slant routes underneath, take the easy passes, misdirections. It honestly, if they probably keep executing that game plan, it's gonna keep working. It, it will do just enough to keep you in the game if your defense does its job. And that's the only way they stand a chance against the Ravens. Um, I think, I personally think, though, the Steelers game is Tomlin's revenge. So Flores? What about Flores? Well, Flores has already beat Bill, what, two, three times? He had his revenge. This is Tomlin's revenge. This is revenge for being embarrassed when your center doesn't even move or hike the ball and gets a penalty called on you him in prime time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Flores feels a little sympathy after Bill pointed out the fact that he never even stood a chance at having that giant job, and maybe he looks the other way on a few play calls and hands Bill another W. I mean, wrong Brian turn leaf, yeah. Wrong I don't Brian. know. Oh, oops. Oh, wrong text. Oh. Wrong Brian. Oh, man. Oh, man. Dolphin scandal. Whoops. <laughs> well, regardless, uh, obviously. Everybody's suing now, so we're good. It's a case of everybody show. versus everybody in the NFL. I can't wait to see it. You know, I will say this uh, in closing. Things could always be worse. You could be on the Jets. You could be on the Packers right now. Um there's a lot of ups and downs that have happened in the first week. I'm just glad football's back. Yeah, I I'm agree. glad that uh, the Patriots lost. I, I'm happy to see Miami <laughs> moving on to uh, Baltimore now. And it's uh, going to be interesting to see how Mitch Trubisky's career resurgence and Hall of Fame career that lies ahead of him stands when he carries the Steelers to an insurmountable victory against the formidable Matt Patricia and Joe Judge-led Patriots offense. Hey, Paz, were you drinking before this, this thing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I tell you what, the only thing I can really hope out of this is there is the return of one type of steel curtain, and that's Mitch Trubisky slipping in the tub, reaching out <laughs> for the rod to get, hold himself up. That's all I want to see, but uh, uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not feeling too great here. I got to be honest. Yeah, I, I, think our de- I think Flores made a lot of de- difference in the defense. I think the defense will play well all year. But the offense, man, they got to do something about the offense. They have to find a way to win. Hey, who's your OC right now in uh, Pittsburgh? And I don't even know, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame they, you. they didn't mention them during the game at all because they weren't doing nothing. Maybe this game they'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure out the, elusive, uh, the elusive offensive coordinator, whoever it is. It, it could be a guy in the stands, bro. I know. Hey, what, what was that guy's name? Matt uh, Canada. His name's Canada. Matt Canada. Well, Rick, appreciate you joining us here on the episode today, man. Love to no have problem. you back for when we uh, play the Steelers. I think uh, week seven, week eight, Sunday night football. So that'll be a nice one. We play the Dolphins. Sunday night, prime time oh, in Miami. Yeah. Could be Flo's oh, revenge. Boy. I don't I'm know. I'm going to have to go with the Miami trip too or something. <laughs> I know, on the spot. Uh, Sean, anything you want to add in closing today uh, as we bury week one for you so you can no longer mourn it? No, just another, you know, dad pun out here. I just hope I don't have, I'm not the one having the Mac attack reaching for my chest uh, next Sunday at 1 p.m. as we play the Steelers. I, I can't take much more in this lifetime. I tell you what. Uh, well, I mean, you know, all the Super Bowl rings, but. You well, know. if they do lose, when's the last time the Patriots were 0-2? It's a great question. The last time they were 0-2, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. I'll look it up after the fact. 
was in 1985 when they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Only to get probably the worst beating of any team in the Super Bowl history. <laughs> that should I don't care what he says. That should have been the 85 Dolphins versus the 85 Bears rematch. Yeah, that would be a good match because Marino was the only guy that beat the Bears on Here that you Monday go. night. Last time the Patriots were 0-2, yeah. 2017. 2017? Yep. Brady? 0-2. Yep. Or was he suspended that game or that, that time? No. This is um, – remember they had the opener against the Chiefs, and they said Brady was washed up, Brady was done. Oh, that's and, the one that yep. Kareem Hunt's rookie game. And then the Saints game where they got completely cleaned <laughs> by Drew Brees. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Bruce cleaned the clock. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Simpler times. Well, thanks for joining, everybody. Catch us out here, Apple Podcasts. We are on YouTube for post-game shows and more, Instagram and Podbean. Rick, thanks again for joining us. No problem, anytime. All right, everybody take care. Y'all have a good one.